You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. Good morning. Okay, I'm just going to speak. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'd like to welcome you as well. Wow. God's moving, isn't he? Yeah, come on. Um... I want to get through this quite quickly because I just really sense that God's got the stuff he wants to do with us and I don't want to get in the way of that. <laughs> I don't want to get in the way of what he wants to do. Yeah? Um, but what I want to do is bring a context to what he wants to do. And um, so I'm going to uh, look at the start of what we're doing in terms of praying for revival uh, preparing for revival, what this means, what it's all about, why we're doing it. And that's the context of what God wants to do after I've shared. Okay? And I, I think you'll pick it up as we go along. And I think a lot of what God has brought through various people, through, through the worship, uh, we're going to come back to. Because that's what his heart is for us this morning. So we're starting our uh, series as has been said, prepare for revival. Now, as, a, as a, an eldership team, you know, we've prayed about where, where God wants to take us this year. And um, we really believe that God wants to continue to help make us press into prayer, to be a people, a praying people, um, to grow our prayer life, but to pray for revival, to be a people that really presses into God for revival, which is why we've got the 21 days of revival, 21 days of prayer for revival, okay? Um, and we're going to be looking at some sp- a specific verse, which we've started already through that 21 days. We're on day eight of our praying through 2 Chronicles 7.14, which promises from God a revival, an open heaven, healing of our land, But it's also about how we position ourselves. And that's what I want to come to this morning. And so we'll be preaching five messages, including today, around all our sites. So in in Lempster and in Ross, they'll be doing the same thing. So we're all going to be preaching the same messages um, on this over the next four weeks, five weeks. What it does mean, however, is it won't necessarily preach them in the right order. Okay? But we're going to be seeing them all. We're going to be looking at Chronicles together. So I'm going to kick straight into this. So if we can go straight on to this. So this is the verse that we really believe God has given us to start us off this year. And it says this, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray... And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So like I said, this morning I want to give us just a bit of a context to, to why this. Why this verse? Why, you know, why now? Well, toward the end of last year, through various words brought to the church, both here and in the city. There was a growing sense that God is wanting to bring 
and us to prepare for a fresh revival. Not that revival is yet here, but that it is coming. And we've said it before, there was a recent word that was brought, and the word for the city was that Hereford was pregnant with revival. That word pregnant, it's really quite important. Pregnant with revival. Now, if we think about pregnancy, you know, you're, once you're pregnant, you're pregnant. It's like, we know the baby's coming, but it isn't yet here. But it's coming. Something is being birthed, but is not yet here fully. And that, I believe, is where we're at as a church. God is birthing something new. Listen to the song you sang earlier. Standing on the edge of something new. Well, we are. It's not just a set of nice words. But the thing about a pregnancy is that the body has to prepare itself. Yeah? The body doesn't just, it just doesn't happen. There is a preparation process. The body has to prepare itself for the pregnancy. Things happen. Changes take place. Now, I've, known, I've, never, I've never been pregnant, as you may have gathered. Um, so I don't know what those changes are. You know, I've not experienced those. But any one of you who either has or is or will be pregnant, ladies, will know that your body goes through changes. It prepares itself for the birth. And that's what we're doing. I believe what God is asking us to do is to prepare ourselves for the birth of revival. To position ourselves. Chronicles, this particular verse in Chronicles, gives us the keys we need to position ourselves to prepare for revival. That is why we're looking at this verse. Okay? We didn't just pluck it out of the air. It gives us some very key things that will help us position ourselves. And so we need to embrace this verse. Yeah? We need to lay hold of this and get hold of this for ourselves. That is why we're praying it through. That is why we're looking at it over 21 days. Because we need to be able to get hold of it for ourselves. I hope this excites you. Does it excite you? Yeah? Because yeah? if it doesn't, it should. We need to get excited. We need to get excited. But also it's a challenge. And it's a very personal challenge for each one of us. So over the next four weeks, after this week, we're going to be looking at this and looking at it and what the, each of these parts of this verse mean for us that we can lay hold of. And today I'm just going to look very quickly at the first part. If my people who are called by my name. That's all I'm looking at.
Many of you may know that recently I retired from being a secondary school teacher. And uh, this, one of the subjects I taught while I was teaching was computer science. And this included, say, programming and, and, and learning how to program computers. And, and what we discover in this verse, and if we look at the Bible, we'll see that God was a computer programmer. Did you know that? Did you know that? He was. Well, he is. He's a computer programmer. He writes computer. Well, how do I know this? Because what we see here in this verse in a computer programming language is called a conditional if statement. There you go. You've all learned something. Thanks, John. John's got it. He knows. A conditional if statement. What does that mean? Well, first of all, there's about 1,600 of them in the Bible. It's quite a lot. So clearly they're there for a reason. So what is it? Well, what it is is if something happens, or if you do something, then something will happen. It is a computer programmer's way of creating an action that a computer can do. It helps a computer make a decision. If, then. If this, then that. Got it? Yeah? If this, it's not difficult, really. Otherwise, I couldn't have taught it. <laughs> if this, then that. And this is in the conditional if statement. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their will, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their land. And that is why it's key. But it's conditional upon our response. It's conditional upon what we do. And so the way we respond is really important. The if is our responsibility. That's what we need to do. The then is God's promise. And it's his responsibility and what he will do. All too often, we try and do the last bit, but that's God's. He's the one that heals the land. He's the one that brings revival. Not me, but I have a part to play. If. Now you can sit there and I can stand here and think, well, yeah, it's great. That's not for me. Well, who is he calling here? If who? My people. If my people. It is very clear who he is calling out here. It's not a general all points broadcast. It's not a if you all pray to the world. It's not a... Um, oh, doesn't, you know, I don't care who prays. Anyone will pray, I'll, I'll do it. There is a very specific thing. He's saying, if my people who are called by my name. That's you and me. That's you and me. If you are a Christian sat here this morning, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, this is for you. You cannot ignore it. Well, you can ignore it if... 
You can always do the other thing, can't you? That's the other consequence. He won't heal the land. So this is very much a call to us. Now, in the 21 days of prayer, one of the scriptures that came up in that was this one here, which says um, in 1 Peter 2, it says this, that we are a chosen people. Chosen people, why? Because we're called by name. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had an identity, you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. We're not just any people, we are God's people. And as God's people, we have a call because we are God's people. You see, the day we accepted Jesus into our hearts was the day we were adopted into his family. And therefore, we were given a new name and a new identity. It says in Romans, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. You see, he is now the head of the family. You know, in the Bible, it talks about the, um, the father of lies and the father of truth. Well, once we were part of the father of lies, let's be honest, you know, we were in the world. In a sense, under that authority. But now we're under the father. Abba, under his authority, his call, his name, okay? And so we have a new name. And, you know, anyone who has either gone through adoption or has adopted or gone through that process knows that when you've become adopted or when a person is adopted, their name, they can take on the name of the family that they are now part of. Well, we were adopted and we now have a new name and that name is the name of God, God himself. We now have his name. If my people, not on there now, who are called by my name. It's you and me. Okay? That's you and me, just in case you're not sure. All right? Now, the thing is, when Leslie, well, sorry. Um, come back. When Leslie retired, uh, we decided with some of the... Uh, money we got from our lump sum, we were going to pay to join our local health club, health spa. Okay, the, all the benefits that came with it. So we are members of that. Now, as a member of the, the health spa, there are certain expectations we have of that health spa. Yeah, you know, we expect them to look after us. We expect them to provide the facilities we want. Okay, there is an expectation from us to the spa, to, to the health club, as members. As a Christian, sometimes we can almost do the same thing. What are my expectations of the church? What am I going to get from the church? But that's not what we are. We are not members of a club. We are part of a family. Now, the thing about a family, okay, like I said, 
is that you have a father, a head. God is the head of this family. And that changes things around completely. The expectation is now not from me to there, but the other way around. The father puts expectations on us. Because we are part of his family. Now, Leslie and I have been watching a, um, a, a series uh, about um, a farming family in Montana. And um, got a very strong, very powerful father at the head. And he has very clear expectations on how his children should behave and how they should act. He's even got an adopted son. And he has the same expectations. The thing is, what happens is with the family, the children, as we get in these things, sometimes do great stuff, sometimes don't. Whether it's good or bad, it reflects on who? It reflects on the father. It reflects on the family. Well, think about what's going on with Harry and Meghan and all this stuff with the royal family. And often the commentators, you know, the royal commentators talk about, you know, in the news, and they say, well, you know, he, he writes this and he says that, and they do this, they do that, all that, down to them. But often what they say is, oh, doesn't this reflect badly on the king? Doesn't this reflect on the house of Windsor? What he is doing, what they are doing, reflects on the family name. It impacts the family name. What we do impacts on the family name. His name. It does. We are members of God's family and the expectations are for us to do his will in the family business. See, Jesus was in the family business. Did you know that? Yeah, he was in the family business. Jesus himself, he said, I only do what I see my father doing. And we've got to do the same. It says in John 10, 25, Jesus said this, I have already told you, and you don't believe me. The proof is the work I do in my Father's name. In my Father's name. You see, Jesus knew that everything he did was because of the Father. That everything he did reflected on the Father. He was in the family business. Well, are we not brothers and sisters in Christ? Are we? Every one of us? Therefore, we're in the family business. We're called to do what the Father wants us to do. It's not for our benefit. It's for his benefit. That's why we're here. Otherwise, let's all go to heaven now. Yeah? Let's just go and be with him now. But no, he's asked us, stay here as the body. I want you to be here because I've got a job for you to do, guys. So we can look at the news and we can look in despair and we can go, oh my word, it's too big, we can't, you know, there's so much going on, they're too big, the problems are too big, they're too hard to overcome. 
And we can choose to believe that and do nothing. And that's a position we can take, isn't it? We can take that position. Or we can position ourselves differently. We can choose to respond from the call of the Father. It says in Deuteronomy 30.19, it says this, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. I would hope that we all want to see more salvation this year. Amen? Yeah? We want to see this family grow. Yes? Yes. Come on. How many want to see breakthrough in healing? Yeah, whether you need it for yourself or need it for somebody else. Want to see a breakthrough in healing. How many of us want to see and know and experience a greater presence of God this year? In our lives, in the lives of others. In this meeting. How many of us want to see this meeting place overflowing? Come on, we're getting it. How many want to see Leinster, the CLC in Leinster, overflowing? Yeah? What about Ross? Come on. What about all the other churches? We're praying for them this morning in in our prayer meeting. It's not just us. It's every church. We want to see every church filled to overflowing. How many want to see a congregation in Ledbury that's live and active and really going for it? Yeah, come on. How many want to see God at the centre of our communities? In our schools? In our colleges? In our universities? What about in our local government? <laughs> what about in our national government? Come on. We all want that. What are we going to do about it? We all want to see revival. We all want to see our land healed. What are we going to do about it? You see, I believe that before we can see out there healed, before we see out there revived, we have to see in here healed. We have to see in here revived. There has to be a personal revival first. There has to be, I believe, a fresh encounter of God for ourselves, not for us to lay hot, to just to hold on to, but so that when we are healed, when we are praying and kneeling and humbling ourselves before God, seeking his face, repenting, what we then find is that there is a result in us that we are revived again. We get, you know, there's something, the spirit moves in our lives. And then people see that move in our lives and they go, I want that. And they get a personal revival too. 
You see, our revival, our personal revival, leads to others being revived. But it has to start in us first. And it has to start in me. And I'm, I'm talking to me as much as I'm talking to you guys. I'm not preaching at you. Please don't ever think I am. If I am, I'm sorry. I'm with you because we are together. And it's, got, it's as much for me as it is for you. But it is a personal thing. And so much this morning has been about a personal recommitment, I believe. A personal encounter, a fresh encounter. Because that's what we need first. So the question really this morning, and and this is why I want to go straight on to this now, is what is our response to God's call if my people who are called by my name? That's what we've got to respond to. Am I going to respond to that this morning? Am I going to say, yes, Lord, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord? Is that going to be my response? Is that going to be your response? Now, I can't respond for you. I can't say what that will be for you. That is your choice if. See, God is such a big God, he can even give us the choice. That's how big he is. He doesn't make us, he gives us the choice. If, are we going to position ourselves one way, his way, humbly on our knees in prayer, seeking after him, repenting on our knees? Or are we going to say, well, that's not for me? Well, that's our choice. But if you want to see a personal revival and we want to see a revival, in this city, in this county, in this country, then I believe we've got a part to play to position ourselves correctly and rightly so that it will happen. Then I believe God will respond. And so this morning I think it's about a personal response. Can I just ask, where's... I just want to get into a response. There's been so much said, brought, that I believe we need to lay hold of this morning. This morning in the um, prayer before the meeting, Leslie brought a word. She said, I've got this word galvanize. When you look at what the word galvanize means, one of, the, one, of the words, one of the things it means is to stir someone to action. To stir someone to action. God wants to stir us into action by his spirit. And so, you know, that I believe is what we need to do this morning. We want to stir one another to action. So much here. Get ready, purify your heart, prepare your heart, look to me. God is doing something new, we're standing on the edge. Get rid of fear, get rid of sin, confusion, disappointment. I just want to ask you please, if you would stand with me in response. And 
I've been thinking and praying, how do I do this, Lord? Because it is such a personal thing. But I just have a sense that just, just God wants to stir us afresh, stir us for a fresh encounter of him. And if you want a fresh encounter, if you want to say, if, if, you're, if your response is, yes, I'm in. If that's your response this morning, yes, I'm in. I, I want to see it for myself. I want to see it for my family. I want to see all the things we talked about. I want to see all these things. I want to see lives changed. I want to see people in his place. I want to see these chairs filled with new Christians. I want to see people being healed daily. I want to see people in my workplace come to know you. I want to see the people in my family come to know you. Lord, I want, to, I want, to, I want that situation that's been with me for years to be dealt by you. See, that's what revival is. If that is you, if you say, yeah, I really want that. And I think you just put your hands out and let's just, let's just start to say to him, yeah, Lord, I'm in. Now, how you do that is up to you. I think you need to pray to him and say, yes, Lord, I'm in. Yes, Lord. Let's just do that. Let's just do that. Whether you want to do it out loud, whether you want to do it inside, doesn't matter. You're it's to him, not to me. But I think we need to respond. We need to do something to show that we're with him. Oh, God, I'm a shadow, I'm a Oh Maybe you feel still quite distant. Thank God, I'd, I'd like to be there, but I'm not there yet. Father, I want to pray for anybody right now who's think, who just feels so apart from you. Father, I pray for a fresh encounter right now. Father, I thank you that they are in your family. They're part of the family. Father, I pray, Lord, that they will know afresh your love, your grace, your mercy, your peace, your forgiveness in their lives. But Lord, they will know that no matter how far they've been, you're running to them with open arms right now. You're accepting them again afresh right now. Oh Lord. Maybe you're here and you've never, you've never said yes to God. You've never said, yes, I want to be part of your family. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, today you can. You see, today you can be part of the family, part of a family that's going to change the history of this world, going to change the future of this world, part of a family that is part, is, is, is fully embracing what God wants to do to bring salvation to bring his kingdom here on earth. Lord, we want to be part of that. And if that's you, 
and you've never done that, you've never said, yes, Lord, I want to be part of your family, then today you can. Put your hand up. If that's you right now, just say, yes, Lord, that's me. I, wanna, I just want to be part of your family. Then just put your hand up right now. God will just come to you. Father, I thank you for anyone, whether here or online, who's said yes, Lord, for the first time. Father, thank you. They are now, now part of your family. They got a new name. They're named with the Father of heaven. They can now call you Abba, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So with this word galvanize, what I'd like us to do, I'd like you to pray with somebody next to you. Because galvanize, stir one another. And if you feel comfortable with that, what I'd love you to do is just put your hand on the shoulder or in a, over the shoulder of somebody near you, next to you, the people you're with. And I want you to pray for a personal revival for a fresh encounter for that person. That Father, each person that you're praying for, pray that they will receive a fresh anointing, a fresh encounter. Fresh faith for this year. Faith to believe that you can do what you said you will do. Faith to believe that as we position ourselves, we will see revival in this land. Faith to believe that you can be the breakthrough that you need us to be. You need, we want you to be, Lord. Let's pray for that right now in Jesus' name.